Hello and welcome to another wacky episode of Triassic Park, where we are covering two documentaries. But I'm not alone. I have a whole cast full of people. First off, Mr. Bigfoot himself, Luke. Hello, Luke. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but hello. Hey, you know, <laughs> neither was I until I said it. Um, the dinosaur because he's old, Jason. Oh, I'm happy. I'm happy with my description now. Mm-hmm. 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 But you know, I also have a rock band that uh, introduces me everywhere I go, like dinosaur you know, movies. Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, it was the greatest band in all time. Um, and it's Sophie, hello, Sophie. <laughs> I was really hoping that you were gonna compare me to whatever the female host of the documentary name was. <laughs> <laughs> but and talking about bit parts, we we'll talk about Sophie. her. Or you know, I could be I could be the peg of the podcast. Wasn't that the wife in the other documentary who like took care of the coyotes like they were her own baby? <laughs> oh God, I cannot wait! I cannot wait. So we are talking about dinosaur movies from 1993, and another movie that is titled the most amazing movie of all time, and it's called The Legend of Bigfoot from 1975. There's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of the Bigfoot one, so uh, let's get the dinosaur movie one out of the way uh, first. Uh, And I don't say out of the way, because it's it's funny, because it is very actually relevant to this podcast. And also, actually, in terms of, like, helping me research for this, like, there's quite a few, like, hidden gems in this uh, that I thought was kind of uh, amusing because I was not really expecting to actually learn anything from these movies. But this is a documentary that is is really, you know, front and center. You know, you've got the man. You've got the legend. Uh, Don Glutt. Does anyone know who Don Glutt is? Um, Not before I started. I don't have a clue watching this but i i am aware of who he is now he um he did write the novelization for the empire strikes back yeah no i know you're gonna find all about him in oh is that uh, what this this um is are that you what gonna this share a lot about? of information with us <laughs> no actually i'm not i'm gonna tease to you a secret project that i have coming down the pipe which is maybe a minute minute limited series you, upon this is man it, is it a donald f glutt podcast <laughs> yes i'm not even joking anyways audience, uh, audience please he's the inspiration now. for the one of the seven deadly sins glut <laughs> jesus christ uh jason jason I've had a number of books sent to you recently. Mm-hmm. Is that yes, true? Yes, you have. Yes, that's very have true. you have you looked at the person who wrote all of them? Are they all Donald F. Glut? No, yes, I not. <laughs> they are all Donald F. Glut. Jason has eight books sitting <laughs> inside of his house that are all written by this man. Which is amazing because his name is nowhere on any of these books. Like it's almost like the books are embarrassed that they were written by It's Donald too bad they're not audiobooks so that they so that he can just listen to Glutz dulcet tones all the time. We have um Dinotopia Chomper, which is clearly a children's book. Um It's not like a Donald. it's not like a porn parody. <laughs> well, it may be that as well. I haven't read it yet, but we'll find out. No, 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 no. His porn parody is like the prehistoric babes of the like the wasteland or something. I forget what it's called. We uh, also yes. have we also have Spawn, which could definitely be a porn book. Oh, a hundred percent. These are not all Donald F. Glass. Yes, I have the movie treasury horror movies. This does not. Appear. Okay, so there's like two that are not him, but like the most of them are. 
Carbon Dates, which is literally a day-by-day -day almanac of paleo anniversaries. Um, oh, my And it's just God. like, hey, uh, March 4th, 1839, this happened. This dude went broke <laughs> looking for dinosaurs. Uh, May 5th. This is literally what this is. Andrew's <laughs> choking. I'm not joking. Um, I am the Great Television Heroes by Donald F. Glut and Jim Harmon, um, which I'm really interested to look at. Um, you know, because there's um, there's a match test on the back. Oh my you know? god! All right, we're not getting um, into all of these, but let's just say I gave it. Um, you, you know, what's the what's Smiling Ed's Gang's uh, uh, theme? Do you know? It could be. Um, Frog, Froggy the Gremlin, uh, Peg <laughs> and right. Honeybee. All right. Anyways, the other hostess uh, who joins uh, Donald F. Glut is uh, Christy Block. That is the other lady. And um, this is an interesting documentary. It's really quick. It's only like an hour long. You can tell it was, oh, was made. It? Um, yeah. It well, like, like it's like an hour and six minutes or something. Yeah. You it's feel like, every one of those <laughs> Sure do. So block that describes uh, his hostess's personality, right? <laughs> the hostess, the she hostess tries. did a wonderful job. All right, she was a guys, charming lady. Okay, she was not charming. <laughs> okay, okay, guys, okay, guys, but you're forgetting her other classic roles like Six, Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit. What stand in? What? She what? was a stand in. She was Whoopi oh. Goldberg stand in. <laughs> she was just a stand in. Oh, and the nerve of her giving the, the lizards shit for being really bad actors in their roles. She uh, you know. David F. Glutt made that Donald, lizard bite me. him. Yes, I know. It was amazing because he's that like... so aggressive and it made me upset. <laughs> it was like... A, it is one of the more... Bar none, the stupidest moments I think I've ever seen on film is where he's just like... He's like putting his finger and trying to like stick it inside of the lizard's mouth. So oh, oh, yes. Yeah, so the lizard eventually bites him because it doesn't know what else to do. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, hi, my face is here. <laughs> um. and, then, and, then, and then it switches over to Christy Block. Talk about <laughs> bit parts. The band that does um, the music for the dinosaur. Which, yeah, is 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 also Don Donald F. Glut, which is Donald F. Glut's band called the Iridium <laughs> Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does have a website where you can purchase the CD, which I have already put the money in to purchase the first CD from the Iridium Band, which is all dinosaur-related songs. Oh, uh, that's dear. great. I was actually listening to I've listened to his other music. Yeah, he's had multiple bands, um, and some of them are pretty pretty good. Are they dinosaur-related? Not all of them, then but this one certainly fuck. is. This is an amazing. <laughs> this is an amazing song to open up the movie. Um, I, one of the things. So this is basically. So we are kind of jumping around, but the idea of this documentary is that it's basically supposed to be like a history of dinosaur movies in the cinema, um, steeply dropping off after like the twenties and thirties because they're, they're like, and you know, eh, there's some Ray Harryhausen and stuff and. Uh, you know, we're not talking about the rest of it. <laughs> like, it seems like, you know, there was no mention of, like, Baby the Lost Legend, no Roger Corman stuff, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of just, like, breezed over because they just didn't want to talk about it. They only wanted to talk. But don't worry, because they did slip in a screen cap from The Land Before Time, so. <laughs> yes, they That was did. my favorite part. 
I'm very, um, I'm very disappointed they did not talk more about The Land Before Time because that is legitimately uh, probably the first movie I ever saw in the theater. Wow. And I love that That's movie. a good one. It, it is a great, it's a great movie. And I'm so sorry I made you watch this one. Um, but. <laughs> Do we have to keep, I, if you guys can't tell, we are doing everything we can not to talk about this fucking documentary. Cause I like this movie. I thought awful. it was good. I learned a lot from it. Um, you know, I thought it was, it was very, it was not great. It was very, uh, you know, amateurist. Uh, it was kind of hilarious though because he also slipped in clips from his own childhood movies, which is just amazing. Oh, yes. it's amazing. And then, that that's was like, pretty great, actually. That's like if I started doing a, a thing on superhero movies, and then I was like, "Well, now you can watch my brief Super Monkey animated series that I made when I was two years old." Um, we are not um, we're giving Donald F. Glut a lot of crap, but in reality, if Andrew and I had been born like 20 years ago, 20 years earlier, um, this would be what we were doing. They did also have some good cutaways. You got Jim Danforth in this. Ray Harryhausen makes an appearance. You got Forrest J. Ackerman, the classic man from the Ackermansion. Like, you know, there's there's some good stuff in here. You are desperately um, trying to talk about this documentary. Well, I mean, the rest it feels of us like are trying to sabotage it. Listen, I feel like the the production value of this was incredibly low, but you could tell that he was super knowledgeable, at least of this one very specific yeah, period. For sure. I mean, you should um, just right now, I think everyone should Google Donald F. Glut prehistoric parties. Um, and you can see this man knew how to throw a party that was of a prehistoric variety. Wait a minute. Um, you need to describe this immediately. What is going on at this party? Uh, well, it's uh, it's like a party he would throw in the 80s uh, where mm-hmm. everyone would be dressed like cavemen and women. So it's like and furries except dinosaurs? I Well, I don't think anyone was actually dressed as dinosaurs, but like there's a plenty of dinosaur memorabilia around. Um, oh, my God. Did Sophie just uh, Google this? I just got to the website. <laughs> you just got to the website. DonGlutzDinosaurs.com Slash prehistoric parties. Oh my god, that sounds just like a danger. Like you don't know if that's safe to click on or not. Well, first <laughs> of all, any Hollywood party from any time era is dangerous. This sounds extra dangerous. I need you guys to hear this. I need you all oh to. I, we just all need to have this moment together. Okay. In 1985, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the release of the first Godzilla movie, I threw a party in the Big G's honor. The Godzilla 30th anniversary party was a spectacular event complete with geisha girl hostesses, Japanese food, appropriate music, a (laughs) Japanese sword to cut Godzilla's anniversary cake, (laughs) candles lit and extinguished with a Godzilla cigarette lighter and Godzilla water pistol, and so forth. And so forth. And things of that nature. That that is uh, that doesn't make any sense for date wise because that would either have been his thirty first anniversary because the movie was actually released in nineteen fifty four in Japan and it didn't come to America until nineteen fifty six. Dinosaur movies. Dinosaur movies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Since no one wants to talk about it, I guess we will move on. Wait, I will just say, hey, hey, I have one, I have one positive thing to say about this documentary, which okay. is <laughs> this is going to sound like the meanest compliment because it's really not a compliment to this at all. But uh, that you know, they were showing the various effects that people have used 
throughout time to try to portray dinosaurs on screen. And I really liked the sequence where they had like uh, reptiles with pieces strapped onto them and they had a turtle with like a big tinfoil <laughs> thing on its shell with spikes to make it look like a stegosaurus. That that was great. I don't I don't have a lot of good stuff to say about it either, I, but I will say that one of my issues that I had with it was that it was uh, it was less of a documentary, although it does go through a lot of like history of uh, dinosaurs in movies. It it's also more like a this dude reviewing old school effects and stuff like that, and they're very like snarky towards how bad some of it is. And uh, yeah, I I found that to be a little off putting. It really is just a guy talking about how much better like stop motion is is like a lot of this, right? Yeah, um, which I yeah. Agree with which I agree with. Like I love stop motion and I love seeing it, so I I'm definitely biased in his. I'm I'm definitely uh, more in line with him on that, so I enjoy <laughs> that aspect of this. And I'll say, the other movie we're going to talk about is much there's much more to talk about, but I much prefer <laughs> this where they're actually telling me information as opposed to just absolute trash fire <laughs> that the other uh, documentary is. I can't wait know. to talk oh. you into why the Legend of Bigfoot should have won the Oscar in '78. <laughs> It that would have been the, could three years golden, after it was made, it, but it could probably sure. win the Golden Globes this year. The next movie we're talking about is The Legend of Bigfoot, one of the greatest movies of all time about a man, a man by the name of Ivan Marks. Um, we stand a communist king. Uh, I, for the longest time. And I had to look this up like halfway through because I, I couldn't get it out of my head. I thought this guy did the voice of the snowman in Rudolph. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought Pearl Ives. And Pearl I Ives. thought it was the guy that narrates uh, a Christmas story. Yes, Gene Shepard. That's what I thought as well. I thought that this was Gene Shepard. I was like, wow, this sounds like. Am I going to hear about Ralphie and his fucking BB gun? What's going on? Yeah, well, no. Instead, you're going to hear Mr. Marks, Ivan Marks, uh, talk about how, uh, you know, he lives a life in nature. He lives a he lives a quiet life, the greatest life of all time, living on a ranch with his darling wife and all of his amazing animals and uh, just living the dream. And, you know, what he does to, to, to make things go and how to pay all this for the, all this beauty he has to be a tracker for, uh, you know, various people who hire him, um, at, like the government. Uh, and at one point, you know, he starts one of his uh, journeys and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, oh, some shit happened to a cattle, whatever. We go find out what's going on. Probably some kind of bear or something. And then I get there. And we find the cattle, and the cattle died of natural causes that had nothing to do with the bear. And for some reason, that then makes him interested in Bigfoot. Because the farmer goes, I think it was Bigfoot. And then he finds the corpse, and he's like, ah, it's because he got shitty grass, and it just died. Everything in this film is a non-sequitur segue into Bigfoot. Like, it's like, here's this blade of grass that bent over. That reminded it's, it's me of uh It's 90% a nature documentary. This is this is a man's excuse to film his vacation and then fucking try to turn it in. Yeah. And yeah. his last pig! 
and and a Bigfoot costume. That every time they go towards it, it walks like it just shit his pants. <laughs> One of my notes was like, why the fuck is Bigfoot walking like this? Well, they explained it. It's because of polio. <laughs> yes, they did say the Bigfoot had polio in this that's, film. I mean, that's what I look like when I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> you were introduced as Bigfoot. <laughs> So this film starts with him talking about how he's the great... Well, first it starts with his wife playing with puppies. Um, yeah, coyote puppies. pups that she uh, raised as her own. Who are adorable. They are adorable. I love it. I love um, it. But it also starts with him sort of like Andrew said, like bragging about how he's the greatest tracker of all time, how the government does, and literally then cuts to him standing in the woods and getting lost in three seconds later and panicking <laughs> and running in a circle. And I was like, what am I watching? What am I watching? This man is a fucking joke. Did you? I mean, I know one of you made a joke earlier about it being sort of ASMR, but like, it made me so uncomfortable every time he said Bigfoot. Like, it sounded like every time he said that word, he spontaneously got a huge erection. It is like, a euphemism for every sure. time he was like Bigfoot. <laughs> I just felt like I had to go home and show my wife Bigfoot. <laughs> There are two parts of this documentary that are, like, two of the greatest things ever put to cinema. One is when he's looking at a red sky, and he talks about it like it's the post-apocalypse is happening. There's an orgy of blood in the sky, staining everything red. We are all going to be consumed by the inner workings of hell. All humanity will fall. Oh, what is that bright light? Oh, it is Bigfoot's soul. Bigfoot's soul is going to save us all from the red sky. But the like, red sky was also Bigfoot, so I didn't understand that. The red sky was the blood because uh, something about how they had brought on Bigfoot's wrath because they, I, I don't know, they fucking yep. pissed in his Cheerios. That's what I'm saying. The story was very well told and incredibly clear. Bigfoot's wrath. And then the other one, is when he is fucking goes out there and he goes talk to like an indigenous person and the indigenous person is like you know they said there's like doing a chant to like appease Bigfoot or something and they were teaching it to him for his safety yeah and they were teaching it for him to him and you know obviously there's no it's probably just they probably something terribly offensive like they probably just made something up obviously yes um, of course but of course. he these Inuit people fucking hated his guts I guarantee you that <laughs> but he goes he goes. I ain't fucking chanting. I do no goddamn chants <laughs> like a pansy. Yeah, I'm, I'm I also man. wrote that down. He was like, I, his exact quote was, I wasn't going to have anything to do with any chanting until Bigfoot doesn't show up for like two hours. And he's like, all right, better chant. Motherfucker, you just went to Antarctica based on some shit you made up about Bigfoot burying people in ice, burying their fucking dead in ice, and you won't shit? And he just wasn't chanting. And then he goes, I'm going to use radio waves. And he just like puts like a rocky talkie out there. And then two hours pass. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll chant. Fine. <laughs> he's like on the side of a huge hill in the tundra. And he's like 
Suddenly, my walkie-talkie moved several feet, but there were no tracks. Was just, yeah, the wind blew it, you asshat. You are on the <laughs> middle of a mountain. That was some high-level Zach Baggins uh, activity right there. <laughs> this is the original <laughs> Zach Baggins. Do you think? Do we think that this is the the very first fan found footage horror movie? Uh, no, absolutely I mean, not. I could see it. I uh, know. There's. I mean. Uh, the only thing horrific about this film was probably how he treated the indigenous Inuit people that he fucking met. Or the the like footage of the like decayed or eaten out bear. This is like halfway through his documentary, right? So at the be- it started with a bear and now there's a different bear and he finds the bear, but at this point you can tell his heart's not in it anymore. He really wants to look in for Bigfoot. And he literally films this like disgusting, half decayed bear carcass and just goes you want a bear? Here's a bear. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I'm sick of you, motherfucker. We're just watching like, the movie. I'm just watching your movie. It's uh, it is great because this is honestly this is what like half of YouTube is now. Is that like it's just guys like going on hikes and shit like that, and like going up mountains and like you know living in vans and stuff like that. Um, and like in those, uh, look, I'm lonely. What do you think I'm watching right now, Jason? Don't laugh at me. I don't got nothing to watch. I'm going to watch a man hike. Okay. Okay. Andrew, Andrew, no, no. (laughs) You, you talked about two amazing scenes and skipped over my favorite scene. Well, okay. Let me get to my point first. I was going to say the funniest part of all those videos is in order to get a shot, they'll like, they'll position the camera behind them and then they have to hike for like five minutes and they have to go back and grab the camera and go forward and do it all again and that guy does that like 50 times during this go ahead fine fine was that a terrible (laughs) anecdote fine jason what's your amazing anecdote it's not an anecdote it's a moment of this film where he's talking about bigfoot and then segues to two squirrels fucking in the road for some reason and then (laughs) fucking squirrels it hits one of the squirrels and murders it and i was like what the fuck am i my wife literally is sitting she almost never is in the room with me i'm watching something but i'm at my computer watching this film and my wife is sitting on the bed and she turns to me and says and i quote what are you doing with your life and i said i don't know I really, I don't fucking know. You are correct. I just watch animal snuff films now. Yeah, and then the squirrel, who's clearly dead, then just comes back to life. And then he like, is like, that's just like Bigfoot. And I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? I love the music to that, by the way. Like, the music is, like, so, like, you just think, like, a fucking flying monkey was going to come over. He just dropped another squirrel in that area? Like, that first squirrel was definitely dead, right? <laughs> no, no, I believe I believe that squirrel <laughs> that was squirrel fine. squirrel got hit by a truck. It was laying on the ground for several minutes. And then it gets up. It just it got runs. It knocked unconscious. Hey, it was not moving right when it got up. It looked nice. like church from Pet Cemetery. It was like all wobbly. <laughs> yes. Oh no! It's walking better than uh, Bigfoot. That's <laughs> true. Well, the squirrel didn't shit his pants. So. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. How dare you? That is the most accurate Bigfoot footage of all time he told us that and the scientists are just assholes <laughs> when he's just sitting at the end the movie ends with just like bigfoot bathing himself he's literally just <laughs> nonchalantly throwing water and just <laughs> doing the most boring things you could possibly think of 
and they're just like, this is Bigfoot. It's magnificent. I'm like, <laughs> it's no. not magnificent. No. So, so to get the nail on the head, I laughed for several minutes when he showed the footage of the Bigfoot that looked like he shit his pants. And the scientists were like, I don't know, maybe this Bigfoot is polio. <laughs> <laughs> and they all laughed at him. And I laughed too. I mean, speaking of laughing, another real gem of a moment in this movie that was <laughs> when he's like he's he's on his way up to where the moose mate and oh. he thinks he sees a Bigfoot in a tree, but it's just a black bear, and then he's like chastising himself for being such an idiot that he thought it was Bigfoot. <laughs> and then he, he's like talking about he's talking about how all the animals were laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> how how like he was so embarrassed that he like every time an animal made us down he felt like they were laughing at him and literally I was in my apartment by myself and that happened and I just went they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I laughed for like five minutes I had to go pause the movie I like that this guy like lives in like an evil dead universe where like all the fucking geese and everything just start laughing at him like I was like oh my god <laughs> And they all sound like Adam Sandler. <laughs> I uh, after the after what? What do you mean? That's an Adam Sandler. That's an Adam Sandler bit. The, uh, they're oh. all gonna laugh at you. Well, it's from Carrie. <laughs> I mean, it's from Carrie. Well, there is that too. Listen, listen, we can't do this right now, okay? We have to focus on Bigfoot. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. Much like the fucking movie, let's talk about I don't know fucking boating for twenty hours. <laughs> uh, after the after the the first thing of Bigfoot footage, he also talks about how he's he's so pissed off because he's like, uh. And that wasn't enough for the so-called experts. <laughs> the people below, he kept saying, which I didn't understand. <laughs> After the first footage, this motherfucker says the following line. My head was reeling of Bigfoot. I did not think <laughs> that actually makes sense. He really is the original Zach Bagans. Who <laughs> My head just, was reeling of Bigfoot. Just, just to take us back so long to a different podcast we used to do where I yelled about how angry it makes me that Zach Bagan says, these are our stories, our ghost adventure. It's like, that's not correct grammar. I recently watched an original season episode of Ghost Adventures where the grammar is correct, which means at some point he changed the copy to the wrong grammar. Oh, shit. So this guy really is the original Zach Bagan. So, speaking of that, let's go through some of this the director's credits. Oh, because God. this is directed by Harvey Weiner, or Weiner. I'm not sure exactly. Wait a minute. Somebody else I think we need to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to get to some of your favorite stuff, so I hope not, Sophie. Um, wait a so, minute. Wait a minute. First off. Wait, wait, before you continue. He directed this film? This wasn't just some dude walking around with a camera? No, no. Filming this is a do- it's it's called the documentary and this is the very first thing this guy directed. What? So, he directed a uh, a <laughs> an after-school special called One of a Kind, which is this. Free-spirited mother realizes her daughter is no longer a little girl and tries to give her more independence. Meanwhile, the daughter is puzzled by her mother's lack of attention. I think that happened in this. I thought that was going to be way more funny, so uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he directed <laughs> multiple episodes of a TV show called Mr. Merlin, which is the misadventures of Merlin the Magician and his apprentice in modern San Francisco. 
Um, also, he did Tucker's Witch. Uh, we all know Tucker's Witch, right? No. Um, yeah. No. Rick and Amanda Tucker are a married couple who own and operate their own private detective agency. Her powers are a tremendous asset in solving cases. I would think they would be. <laughs> Again, this is 82. And then we have one of uh, Jason's favorite shows, Heart to Heart. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, he directed nine episodes of that. Nine so. episodes of Heart to Heart. And then, and then a show that I'm really kind of concerned about reading the title, but um, <laughs> Good Night Beantown. Um, oh, okay. It's Boston. Boston. Oh, okay. I was unsure. Were you thinking clitoris? You... No. <laughs> yes, Sophie. Yes, Sophie. I was thinking clitoris. Why else Wait. would you be upset about saying clitoris? I thought that it might have been a slurp. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to edit out all of these. I, please do not edit this out. I will be devastated love, if you edit this out. I love there's fucking bean town. He did three episodes with Dawson's Creek. Which three? (laughs) Uh, They were all in 2001. So he'd, uh, uh, The Tea of Pacey, The Graduate, and Appetite of Destruction. How do you think it will go for me tonight if I say to my wife, I'm going to Bean Town? I don't know. You have, you you have a good time to talk to uh, the editing bay for all the content that has been removed. Um, he did ten episodes of Felicity. No one likes Felicity. No I no emotions. For Felicity. I've never seen wow. it. It's like that. Andrew's just trying to get past. The I'm taking you to Bean Town. <laughs> Oh, thank God. There's individual tracks and super easy to edit. Veronica Jason Mars. did not appear in this episode. <laughs> who? Jason who? Um, and he also was in the Bible Collection. Why do people keep saying Jason's name? The this Bible guy, Collection. This guy made a movie about Jeremiah. Who is he? <laughs> Sophie, who is Ooh. Jeremiah in the Bible? He was a prophet. Uh, was he like a good prophet? Mm, I did don't he look, remember. Did he look like Patrick Dempsey? Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he was the weeping uh, prophet, by the way. What a Pat- crybaby. <laughs> he was a little crybaby, Jerry. Patrick Dempsey plays him. So there you go. He's still making movies in 2020. Oh, so. yeah. He wrote the book of Lamentations, mm-hmm. Big Wimp. <laughs> Does Patrick Dempsey just cry throughout that movie? This weak. Whoa! He also did some a show called The Duck Factory. Excuse me. The Duck Factory. It stars Jim Carrey. What? And there's a TV show. Yeah. The fuck is that? I don't know. It's How many bears were in it? back in uh, 1984. It looks like. In 1984, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yep. This Skip Tarkenton. What Jim Carrey plays. Oh my god, this guy works with Patrick Dempsey quite a bit. Do we think he was Patrick Dempsey was in that suit? <laughs> was... Shit himself in that suit. <laughs> because Patrick Dempsey was also in the the dumbest uh miniseries of all time, I swear to God. Day JFK Reckless Youth. Who wants to see the early days of JFK? 
No? Okay, a bunch of JFK heads. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm too busy reading about the duck factory. <laughs> I'm still thinking of being down. <laughs> oh my god, this episode. <laughs> there, there was no episode. Taking you to Bean Town. Uh, well, uh, you need to follow up uh, Bean Town with infi- infidelity. What? Because apparently he directed that. Oh. Okay. Just saying. So uh, Bigfoot was his first credit. So you, yep. you got to start somewhere. I mean, I guess so. I guess uh, so. Man, like this is really like if you're still listening to this, and I don't know why you are, but if you are, this is uh, a tough watch. It really. I joked that dinosaur movies felt its length. For me, this was like a lifetime. This is about ten minutes you know? longer too. I have watched uh, both of these movies multiple times. You um, need to take care of yourself, Andrew. <laughs> Be nice. What are you doing yourself. with your life? Before I watched this, I looked up your rating on Letterboxd for Andrew. <laughs> what? Because uh, I was like, how am I supposed to react to this exactly? And I saw your seven or your uh, like three and a half star rating, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and then your three star rating for uh, dinosaur movies, and I, I I sat here and I was like. Andrew's gonna have me watch some documentaries. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some class. I'm gonna watch some smart stuff, and then I watch them. I'm like, Ugh, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing to me, Andrew? <laughs> this is, yeah. Well, I've now seen both of these movies, and I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I honestly, what's your letterbox rating then, Luke? I did not rate either one of them. <laughs> I will rate them again tonight just for you. This is honestly the worst Bigfoot movie I've like documentary I've ever seen. I actually believe Bigfoot exists less after watching this. <laughs> I love this. By the way, I love this thing. So this is amazing. Uh, I hard disagree. But it was know. also uh, so the director also wrote it with someone else too. So it's less of a documentary and more of like a mockumentary, right? Because. Uh, supposedly it's this guy telling his story of what happened, but it was written by someone else entirely. This guy is not an actor, so there's no way that he just like threw out the, the script. Don't disagree with that. He is not an actor. <laughs> um, so, Jason, any final thoughts and where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Andrew's brought this to an abrupt close. But we didn't even uh, talk about Yukon Frida. Yeah, Andrew, I don't know how long I don't know how long your your episodes normally are, but I feel like you're really rushing to stop us from talking about these. I look forward I look forward to uh, Jason's uh, self produced documentary about Welcome to Be in Town or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> Oh man. He just becomes obsessed <sighs> with this movie. <laughs> this was um a beautiful train wreck, Andrew, and I just you know, that's the last of my final thoughts is thank you for allowing me to be a part of this beautiful train wreck. I missed it. Can we find you anywhere? Um <laughs> <laughs> as the mayor of Paint. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you change your uh, Twitter handle to that now. The mayor I'm doing of- it as we speak. <laughs> do not do You're that. The you mayor are- of Beantown. <laughs> you are going to be canceled. All right. Bigfoot uh- Beantown. 
Luke, uh, any final thoughts? And where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I don't really have any final thoughts. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm being very snarky about these, but I I don't feel like I wasted all of my time watching this. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you for that, Andrew. Because I'm not dead yet, so it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> Plus, it, it, brought, it brought this upon us, and this was delightful. Uh, but, you, yeah, you can find me on the internet. Uh, I'm uh, Crummy Luke on Twitter, and I also do a podcast, inexplicably. Called uh, Cinepub. Search. Nice. Sophie, final thoughts and where can we find you on the internet? Oh my gosh. Listen, I'm going to be totally honest. This Bigfoot documentary, especially, was like so bananas that I actually had a lot of fun watching it. And the whole time I was thinking, like, that it would be so fun to watch with other people. Like, especially if you could just, like, watch this on an evening over the weekend. Like, the the narrating is just wild. And, <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I see a future um, tweet with BGH. Should have just done a live reaction. Exa- like, yeah, I feel like this movie would be right for just having, like, a commentary going. Where can we find you on the internet? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a podcast as well. It's called 28 Days Late Here. So if you want to hear my sister and I talk about horror movies and uh, definitely be in town and other such related topics. You can find me over there. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. As always, you can email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter wherever you can. Thank you and uh, don't wreck, don't, uh, don't feel, don't feel like you have to rate this episode after you listen to it. You can just rate us on the next episode. You can so, raise this one five stars. That's okay. I mean, they would mm-hmm. be lying. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>